From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox president Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. Live from the Bloomberg Interactive Brokers Studios, this is Bloomberg Daybreak for Thursday, April 28th, 2022. Coming up this hour. Shares of Meta surge after Facebook adds more users than expected. Apple and Amazon report this afternoon. President Biden plans to deliver remarks today on more support for Ukraine. And Americans grow more pessimistic about their finances as inflation takes a toll. New York's MTA wants to ramp up its fleet of electric buses. Plus, Dr. Fauci clarifies his comment that the U.S. is not in the pandemic Phase. I'm Michael Barr. More ahead. I'm John Stanshower in sports. Fifth straight win for the Yankees. The Mets lost as the bench is empty. The NFL draft begins tonight. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak. On Bloomberg 1130 New York. Bloomberg 991 Washington, D.C. Bloomberg 1061 Boston. Bloomberg 960 San Francisco. Sirius XM 119. And around the world on BloombergRadio.com and via the Bloomberg Business app. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. And futures this morning are higher. S&P futures up 75 points. Dow futures up 385. And NASDAQ futures up 323. Ten-year Treasury up 230 seconds. Yield 2.82%. And the yield on the two-year, 2.58%. And NYMEX crude oil is up 8 tenths percent or 85 cents at $102.85 a barrel. Nathan. Yeah, Karen, we are seeing a 2.5% lift in NASDAQ futures this morning. It comes after Facebook parent Meta's Earnings. Shares are up almost 18% after Facebook's main social network added more users than projected. The company says revenue would have been higher if not for the war in Ukraine. Mandeep Singh is senior technology analyst for Bloomberg Intelligence. The core Facebook and Instagram engagement seems to be holding up quite well. So I think these are definitely good numbers. They missed on the top line, but we know it's because of the ad pricing. And I, I think that was sort of expected. Bloomberg Intelligence senior analyst Mandeep Singh says Facebook added 31 million new daily active users in the recent quarter. Well, Nathan, let's look at some other stocks on the move following earnings report. Shares of Qualcomm are up more than 7%. The chipmaker gave a strong sales forecast for the current quarter. Ford beat earnings estimates and reaffirmed its guidance for the year. That stock is up more than 2%. And the biggest loser this morning is Teladoc Health. Shares are plunging more than 35%. The telemedicine company cutting its revenue and earnings guidance for the year. And the earnings continue to roll in today, Karen, with big tech once again leading the way. After the bell, we hear from Apple and Amazon. Amazon, and we get a preview now from Bloomberg's Tom Busby. Well, investors will see if Apple saw continued growth in sales of iPhones, iPads, Macs, and services despite supply chain problems and chip shortages. Forecast call for earnings per share of $1.43 on revenue 
of just over $94 billion. Apple also expected to announce a share buyback program of as much as $90 billion. As for Amazon, investors will see if it's Amazon Web Services. The cloud computing unit will offset an expected slowdown in online sales now that many pandemic restrictions have been lifted. Forecast call for earnings per share of 855 on revenues of more than $116 billion. I'm Tom Busby, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Tom, thank you. Well, it's also a busy day for earnings in Europe with 70 companies reporting. Shares of Barclays are up almost 2%. Fixed income currency. Currency and commodities revenue jumped 37 percent at the British bank. Shares of Standard Chartered are soaring 13 percent. Earnings topped estimates and the lender raised its revenue outlook. And it's also a big day on the economic front, Karen. We get a closely watched reading on first quarter GDP this morning. The forecast is for a 1 percent gain. Bloomberg's Michael McKee has details. COVID and Russia's war slowed growth dramatically in the first three months of the year. Some analysts even think the economy contracted. But a dismal GDP figure will mask some true strength. Consumer spending is forecast to be strong, and business investment appears to be holding up. Real estate was a strong point during the quarter. The impact on growth is likely largely to have come from a slower pace of inventory building as companies finally restocked. Higher oil prices play a role as well. Michael McKee, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Michael, thank you. Well, higher inflation is taking a toll on the personal finances of many Americans, and it's also hitting their outlook. We get the latest live from Bloomberg's Renita Young. Good morning, Renita. Good morning, Karen. A Gallup poll shows less than half of Americans rate their financial situation as good or excellent, and some 48% say it's worsening. That's to similar levels seen a month into the pandemic and during the financial crisis of 20, 2008. So what's driving the worry? The survey finds that a record for 32% of Americans rank inflation and a high cost of living as the most important financial problem facing their family today. Live in New York, I'm Renita Young, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Renita, thank you. Let's turn to some moves in Asia now. Overnight, the Japanese yen hit a two-decade low against the dollar. The move comes after the Bank of Japan doubled down on bond purchases. The central bank said it would buy an unlimited amount of bonds at fixed rates every business day. And checking the yen right now, it is at 130.95 against the dollar. Well, now, Nathan, a look at the latest on the war in Ukraine. President Biden plans to deliver remarks later today on support for Ukraine as his administration looks to send Congress a proposal for weapons. And Bloomberg's Ed Baxter has that story. The White House says it could go to the Hill as early as today. Spokeswoman Jen Psaki says they're still working on the final ask. I don't have a number for you at this point in time, but there is plans for this to be a proposal to go through the, the fiscal year. And it will include, um, as our past packages have included, security or military assistance, humanitarian economic assistance. Which seems to suggest a large number. The president has promised delivery by the end of the week. In San Francisco, I'm Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Ed, thanks. Meantime, in Europe, several countries are looking for clearer guidance from the EU on Russia's demand to pay for natural gas in rubles. Russia cut the taps to Poland and Bulgaria yesterday because they refused to pay in the currency. And now the Financial Times reports several European nations, including Germany, are preparing to open ruble accounts to meet Vladimir Putin's demands. This all adds to a volatile energy market, according to Patrick Dahan, head of petroleum analysis at GasBuddy. There's a lot been said about Russia and Ukraine and now Russia today escalating the situation by uh, stifling the flow of natural gas to Poland and Bulgaria. 
Uh, and of course, we have uh, a global uh, economy that's been rebounding. Patrick DeHaan with Gas Buddy spoke with our Washington correspondent Joe Matthew on Bloomberg Sound On. You can catch the show weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on Bloomberg Radio. Right now, S&P futures are up 75 points. Dow futures up 381. Nasdaq futures up 325 points. That's a gain of two and a half percent. Ten-year Treasury is up two thirty seconds. The yield two point eight two percent, and the yield on the two-year right now two point five eight percent. Straight ahead, your latest local headlines and a check of sports. This is Bloomberg. It's now five oh seven on Wall Street. We're at forty one degrees in Central Park, dealing with a truck accident on Route one and nine toward Route four forty in Jersey City. Details coming up in traffic. First, Michael Bars here with more on what's going on in New York and around the world. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Nathan. New York's MTA plans to ramp up its number of electric buses, part of the agency's goal for zero emissions by twenty forty for the nation's largest bus fleet. The MTA anticipates sixty new electric buses will start arriving later this year with another four. 470 coming in three to four years. It will transition its 5,800 bus fleet to all electric vehicles by 2040. Dr. Anthony Fauci is clarifying comments he made suggesting that the COVID-19 pandemic is over in the U.S. Fauci said this initially on the PBS NewsHour. We are certainly right now in this country out of the pandemic phase. But now Dr. Fauci says the pandemic in the U.S. isn't over, but is in a more controlled stage. New York's highest court has rejected new congressional maps widely seen as favoring Democrats. The state's Court of Appeals agreed with a group of Republican voters who said the district boundaries were unconstitutionally gerrymandered and that the legislature didn't follow proper procedure in passing the maps. The decision may delay New York primary elections by as much as two months. The parents of American Trevor Reed said they dared not build up their hopes when they first heard their son might be freed from Russia after being held for three years. Yesterday, they got the call that they have been waiting for. The former Marine was swapped for a Russian prisoner being held by the U.S. They expect Reed to come home in a few days. Key negotiator and former U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, Bill Richardson, says that he has worked with two different administrations since 2019 to secure Reed's release and notes that these kinds of deals take a long time to come to fruition. These uh, exchanges take a long time. Uh, during the Trump administration, it didn't work. And the relationship between President Trump and the Russians was better than it is now. But it didn't work. So it depends on timing, luck. Richardson says other Americans are still being held in Russia, including WNBA star Brittany Griner and another former Marine, Paul Whelan. The crew for astronauts arrived and are inside the International Space Station. Dragon Hatch is open, and they are welcoming the crew for astronauts on board. The NASA crew blasted off from Florida yesterday morning. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg Nathan. Michael, thank you. Almost 5.10 on Wall Street. Time for the Bloomberg Sports Update. Good morning, John Stashauer. All right, good morning, Nathan. couple of Yankee sluggers who've been quiet, heating up. So are the Yankees, their fifth win in a row. 5-2 over Baltimore at the stadium. Joey Gallo, no home runs in his first 14 games, now two and two nights. And Giancarlo Stanton with his first home run since the second game of the season finally gets to 350 career home runs. Only six players have ever gotten there faster. Yanks go for the sweep this afternoon. Mets failed to get the sweep in St. Louis. Had a 4-1 lead early on, but the Cardinals erupted and won 
10 to 5. Nolan Arenado erupted in the eighth inning. Did not appreciate Yoan Lopez's up and in pitch. The bench is empty. The Cardinals manager, Carlos Marmol. When you come up top like that and, and jeopardize someone's career in life, yeah, I take exception to that. And uh, I don't think anyone in the big leagues appreciates getting thrown up top. Nolan has every right to uh, react the way he did and go after him, and we'll protect that. The Mets' J.D. Davis got hit with a pitch at the top of the eighth. It was the fifth time in the series a Met got hit, 19th time this season. No other team's been hit by a pitch more than 11 times. Rangers at the Garden lost to Montreal 4-3, to close out the regular season tomorrow night with Washington. That could affect whether they then play the Caps in the first round. If Pittsburgh beats Columbus tomorrow, the Rangers will face the Penguins. The Bucks will face the Celtics in the NBA second round. Milwaukee finished off Chicago. Golden State closed out its series with Denver. NFL draft starts tonight in Las Vegas. Like last year, Jacksonville has the first pick. Jets have the fourth and tenth picks. Giants have the fifth and seventh. John Stash Allen, Bloomberg Sports. Nathan? All right, John, thank you. S&P futures up 72 points. Staff futures up 370. NASDAQ futures higher by 301 points or two and a third percent. You're listening to Bloomberg Daybreak. Bloomberg Daybreak brought to you by the New York Community Trust. Your name will live on as a champion of the causes you care about for years to come through a charitable bequest to the New York Community Trust. Learn more at philanthropist.nyc. Markets, headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business app, and at Bloomberg Quick Take. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. European stocks rallying along with U.S. stock index futures after upbeat earnings strengthen the bull case for the economy and markets. Contracts on the tech-heavy Nasdaq jumping more than 2% paced by gains in meta platforms just after Facebook's main social network added more users than projected. Facebook shares are up about 17% in early trading. S&P futures, they're up 70 points. Dow futures up 355. And Nasdaq futures up 294. Again, that's up two and a quarter percent. The DAX in Germany is up 1.9 percent. Ten-year Treasury up 3.30 seconds, yield 2.82 percent. The yield on the two-year, 2.58 percent. Nymex crude oil is up half percent or 48 cents at $102.49 a barrel. COMEX gold, little change at 1887.60 an ounce. The euro, 1.0524 against the dollar. British pound, 1.2532. And the yen is at 130.94. Bitcoin this morning up 1.7 percent at 39 thousand seven hundred fifty dollars that's a bloomberg business flash now here's michael barr with more on what's going on around the world michael good morning good morning karen president joe biden plans to deliver remarks today on support for ukraine his administration looks to soon send to congress a proposal for weapons and humanitarian assistance for Kiev that would last through september Dr. Anthony Fauci is clarifying comments he made suggesting that the COVID-19 pandemic is over in the U.S. Fauci now says the pandemic is not over, but in a different phase. Round one of the NFL draft begins tonight. The Jaguars have the overall number one pick. The Jets have the fourth and tenth pick. The Giants select fifth and seventh. In the NBA playoffs, the Warriors advance to the next round after beating the Nuggets in game five, 102-98. In baseball, the Yankees beat the Orioles 5-2. The Mets and Nationals lost. The Red Sox won. The A's shut out the Giants one zip. In the NHL, the Rangers lost. 
Coast. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg Nathan. All right, Michael, thanks. It's 519 on Wall Street, live from the Bloomberg Interactive Brokers Studios. This is Bloomberg Daybreak, and I'll go ahead and go there. There is a lot for investors in Facebook parent Meta to like. The shares are surging with the social media giant reporting a return to user growth after last quarter's first ever loss in that category. Let's uh, turn now to Mandeep Singh, get more on these earnings, senior tech analyst at Bloomberg Intelligence. Mandeep, good morning. So can we say then that the uh, user drop in the previous quarter was a fluke? Well, not necessarily. I, I think the expectations going into the quarter were dire. The sentiment was really negative. And so what they did was really didn't come out with any further bad news, as well as they said they're going to curtail their expense growth around Metaverse. So net-net revenue growth will slow, and nothing has changed on that front. It's just the expense growth won't ramp up as fast as they laid out the last time around. Well, we're certainly, though, seeing uh, investors really piling into this stock this morning. What do you think is behind the move uh, that we're seeing for the shares? Well, so, uh, look, advertising is a large trillion-dollar-plus market, and it continues to be a duopoly with uh, Alphabet and Meta being the two top players. And uh, at the scale that Meta is at, at uh, even if there is a deceleration in top-line growth, this company still has over 30% operating margins. And if they are telling us that, you know, costs won't go up the same way as it did last quarter, you know, costs were up 30%, whereas revenue was up 7%. But going forward, it will probably, uh, the cost side of the equation will look much better. I think that is what is pacifying the investor. And as I said, the multiples had compressed to a point where they were pricing in a Worst-case scenario, so obviously that won't play out. Uh, Do you buy that cost story, though, Mandeep? With the, uh, I mean, certainly Mark Zuckerberg has been talking about spending quite a lot of money on the meta side of meta platforms, and inflation's still out there. Well, so inflation doesn't impact uh, Facebook's operations as much as it does other companies. Yes, other companies will pull back on advertising, but eventually – uh, the ad spending will go up uh, if we are not going into a recession. So the top line will come back. And on the cost side, look, Metaverse uh, was a big thing for uh, Facebook CEO last quarter. This time around, the tone had changed considerably. Now it was more about, okay, this is something further ad. We'll continue to invest, but we will invest in line with, you know, the expectations of the market around metaverse and not be as aggressive as they laid out the last time around. So definitely a big change in tone in terms of the spending on the metaverse. Does that change in tone, Mandeep, point to more of a focus than on competition on the social media side? It is pretty pitched competition for uh, not just, uh, you know, Twitter, some of the uh, legacy, if you can call them that, social media platforms, but of course, TikTok. Absolutely. So what they're doing now is really pivoting aggressively uh, to, you know, match TikTok's algorithm, the AI-based approach that TikTok has taken. And so Facebook is doing the same. And the risk over there is Facebook's core uh, kind of mode is around their social graph. So now that they're making this pivot to AI-based recommendation, they lose that advantage. At the same time, Facebook is 
kind of throwing a lot of resources to catch up to TikTok and YouTube. And I do think because of Facebook's or Meta's scale in this business, they still have that advertiser base that will trust them to, you know, improve the ROI on ad spending. Just about 30 seconds left here, Mandeep, but just out of curiosity, do you see any impact for Facebook on uh, Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter? No, I think Twitter was too small of a player in the ad space, so it doesn't have uh, that kind of bearing on the digital ad space. But at the same time, I think that was probably a bottom in terms of the valuation in the digital ad space. Thanks for this, Mandeep. Great having you on this morning. Thanks for getting up early. Really appreciate it. Mandeep Singh, Senior Tech Analyst at Bloomberg Intelligence with us this morning as we continue to watch shares of Facebook in the pre-market. After the positive earnings result, we are seeing a surge with uh, Meta Platform shares up just about 17% in early trading. As far as uh, overall broader markets go, that's helping to drive a lift for futures contracts. We have S&P futures up 71 points down. Futures up 360. NASDAQ futures leading the way with a two and a third percent gain up 302 points. Just ahead, a big slowdown expected in first quarter GDP and inflation's taking a hit on the household outlook. Top stories of the morning just ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak. Bloomberg 1130 weather, varying amounts of clouds and sun. Breezy today with highs near 55 degrees. We could get up to around 60 with sunshine and a breeze tomorrow. Mostly sunny, low 60s for Saturday. Right now, 41 in Central Park. Broadcasting live from the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studio in New York. Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C. Bloomberg 99.1. To Boston. Bloomberg 1061. To San Francisco. Bloomberg 960. To the country. Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe. The Bloomberg Business App and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. And it's 5.30 on Wall Street. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. We are just about four hours away from the open of U.S. trading. Let's get you up to date on the news you need to know at this hour. Meta shares are up almost 17% this morning. That's after earnings showed Facebook adding more users than projected. Mandeep Singh is senior technology analyst at Bloomberg Intelligence, and he says the overall report is strong despite missing revenue estimates. Last time they gave us a surprise that they are spending an additional, you know, $20 billion on this reality labs. That's the first time we learned about those numbers. This time around they're saying they don't plan to increase it, but they plan to pare back a little bit. And the core Facebook and Instagram engagement seems to be holding up quite well. Bloomberg Intelligence analyst Mandeep Singh says Facebook added more than 30 million new users in the quarter. And big tech earnings continue today, Karen, with Amazon and Apple reporting after the bell. Bloomberg Intelligence says Amazon sales may slow and Apple's growth could be down compared to last year. Well, turning to the economy, Nathan, we get a reading on growth today. U.S. GDP is expected to show a 1% gain when the figures are released this morning. And according to new findings, Karen, higher inflation is affecting many Americans' financial outlook. Let's get the latest on that live from Bloomberg's Renita Young. Good morning, Renita. Good morning, Nathan. A Gallup poll shows less than half of Americans rate their financial situation as good or excellent, and some 48% say it's worsening. That's similar to levels seen a month into the pandemic and during the financial 
financial crisis of 2008. So what's driving the worry? The survey finds that a record 32 percent of Americans rank inflation and a high cost of living as the most important financial problem they're facing today. Live in New York, I'm Renita Young, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Renita, thank you. Well, overseas, the Japanese yen hit a two-decade low against the dollar. Right now, the uh, the yen is trading at 130.49 against the dollar. And turning to Ukraine, Karen, President Biden delivers remarks today as he prepares a proposal for Congress to ship more weapons and aid to Kiev. And meantime, the Financial Times reports Germany and other European nations could open ruble accounts to pay for Russian gas. Patrick DeHaan of Gas Buddy says uncertainty in Russia and COVID in China could cause continued volatility in gas prices. Certainly a very bumpy and volatile summer as we continue to see markets digest varying headlines that seemingly are on opposite ends of the spectrum. Patrick DeHaan with Gas Buddy spoke with our Washington correspondent Joe Matthew on Bloomberg Sound On. Catch the show weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on Bloomberg Radio. And futures are higher. S&P futures up 69 points, Dow futures up 349, and NASDAQ futures jumping up 290. Straight ahead, your latest local headlines, plus a check of sports. This is Bloomberg. Thanks, Karen. 533 on Wall Street, 40 degrees in Central Park. we got exit accident cleanup now in the northbound uh, Route 1 and 9 at Route 440 in Jersey City. Now, Michael Barr is here with more on what's going on in New York and around the world. Michael? Thank you very much, Nathan. New York's MTA is going for zero emissions by 2040. The authority plans to ramp up its number of electric buses. The MTA anticipates 60 new electric buses will start arriving later this year. The MTA plans to transition its 5,800 bus fleet to all electric vehicles. Dr. Anthony Fauci caused quite a stir after comments he made to PBS suggesting that the U.S. is not in the pandemic phase of COVID-19 anymore. He clarified those comments saying the pandemic isn't over, but the country is now in a different phase. Health experts say cases are going down because many people now have some kind of immunity to the virus. Dr. David Eggis. I think what was implied and what was meant is that we're at a better state in terms of the war on COVID-19. What it means is is that we are now having significant numbers of COVID-19 infections in the United States, as evidenced by the recent infection of our vice president. But at the same time, hospitalizations and deaths are not going up. Dr. Agus spoke to CBS. Trevor Reed, a former Marine held in Russia since 2019, was released to U.S. officials as part of a prison swap with Russia. Key negotiator and former U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, Bill Richardson, says that their focus now turns to other detained Americans in Russia, including WNBA star Brittany Griner. It's very murky what has happened, but she deserves to come home. And, and it's important that we focus on her, but also there's another Marine. His name is Paul Whelan. He's been there almost three years. Former Ambassador Richardson says Reed's parents expect him home in a few days. President Biden honored Teachers of the Year at the White House. Biden says being a teacher is one of the toughest jobs anywhere. That's the other thing people don't realize. It's hard how much you prepare. President Biden says he overcame his stutter as a child because of his parents and his teachers. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg Nathan. Thank you, Michael. 
535 on Wall Street. Time for the Bloomberg Sports Update with John Stashar. All right, Nathan, amidst this hot start by the Mets came a flurry of Mets getting hit by a pitch 19 times in 20 games. It happened five times in St. Louis, so many were wondering when the benches might empty with a Met charging the mat. Instead, it was a Cardinal who came charging. Nolan Arenado, eighth inning after an up-and-in pitch by the Mets, Yoan Lopez. Arenado had had three hits, three RBIs. St. Louis won the game 10-5 to as Carlos Carrasco gave up seven runs, eight hits. The Mets still win the series. They've won all six series they've played, although they've yet to have a sweep. Yankees today go for their second straight series sweep. They won their fifth in a row at the stadium, 5-2 to two over Baltimore. Michael King got the win and relief. Home runs for Giancarlo Stanton and Joey Gallo. And the Yankees suddenly have the best record in the American League. Rangers at the Garden lost to Montreal 4-3. to three. Close out the regular season tomorrow against Washington. NBA playoffs, a couple of MVPs led their teams to series clinching wins. 33 points for Giannis Antetokounmpo. Milwaukee finished off Chicago. 30 for Steph Curry. Golden State won its series with Denver. NFL draft is in Las Vegas, but New York will dominate the early going tonight after picks by Jacksonville, Detroit, and Houston. It's the Jets, then the Giants, then Carolina, then the Giants again. And three picks after that, the Jets again. Unless there's a trade, the Giants GM, Joe Shane. If you get greedy and you're like, let's move back, and then that guy's gone. You know, are you going to sleep better at night knowing you got an extra sixth-round pick and you move back four spots, but you lose the guy you want, or... You just let's just take the guy and not be greedy. So you play through all those situations. Still not known who Jacksonville will take first overall. John Stash, our Bloomberg Sports. Nathan, thanks, John. Five thirty-seven on Wall Street. Time for the Tri-State Business Report with Bloomberg's Ed Corey. Four months ago, New York City lawmakers voted to require ads for jobs to include salary ranges. In the name of giving job applicants, especially women and people of color, a better shot at fair pay. But on the verge of implementing the measure, lawmakers will probably vote today to postpone it for five months after employers waved red flags. More New York apartment renters are declining to renew leases as they face rate hikes. Landlord Equity Residential says the current renewal rate of the company's buildings in the area is around 60 percent, down five percentage points from the beginning of the year. Thousands of people who lined up for the first day of legal retail sales at New Jersey marijuana dispensaries ended up spending about 153 bucks a piece. Dispensaries grossed about $2 million for more than 12,000 customers in the first sales day, according to the state. That's your Bloomberg Tri-State Business Report. I'm Ed Corey. Thanks, Ed. 538 on Wall Street. Bloomberg Radio is on the air from San Francisco to New York, London to Hong Kong. Let's check in with our global news team now for some of the top stories heard on our 300 affiliate radio stations around the world. I'm Steve Potus, and on KNX in Los Angeles, we're talking about California making a top five list of the best places to work in tech, but it's not number one. I'm Courtney Dunahoe on KTRH in Houston. The number of Americans upbeat on their finances falls to the lowest since 2015. I'm Joan Doniger telling KCDS listeners in San Francisco, Facebook posted the user numbers that matter to Wall Street. I'm Caroline Hipp on Bloomberg DAB Digital Radio in London. We're reporting on earnings beats on Barclays and Standard Charter. As almost 70 companies in Europe publish results today. I'm Ed Corey on WWJ in Detroit. I'm reporting Ford slightly beat earnings expectations in the first quarter. Those are some of the stories our 2,700 Bloomberg journalists and analysts are working on this morning around the world. It's 539 on Wall Street. The following is an editorial from Bloomberg Opinion. Congress is moving closer toward imposing new restrictions on billions of dollars in outbound investments. 
Unfortunately, the rules could overwhelm regulators and entangle U.S. companies in red tape. The issue is coming to a head now, as House and Senate negotiators prepare to reconcile two massive bills aimed at improving U.S. competitiveness against China. One proposal in the House bill would create a committee scrutinizing investments that might increase dependence on China for critical goods and services. But it's far too broadly written. Countless harmless transactions could fall under its remit. Once more, the required review process would be easy to politicize. It would also put U.S. companies at a disadvantage to competitors facing less burdensome regulations. The U.S. isn't wrong to worry about emerging vulnerabilities, but rules like these would create more problems than they solve. This editorial was written by the Bloomberg Opinion Editorial Board. I'm David Shipley. For more Bloomberg Opinion, please go to Bloomberg.com slash opinion or OPI and go on the Bloomberg Terminal. This has been Bloomberg Opinion. Listen for Bloomberg Opinion editorials every weekday at this time. Terminal customers can read more at OPIN Go. S&P futures up 67 points now. Dow futures up 334. NASDAQ futures higher by 282 points. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg 1130 weather, mix of sun and clouds, breezy mid-50s for highs today. We'll be near 60 with sunshine and a breeze for Friday. Mostly sunny, low 60s on Saturday. Right now, 40 in Central Park. Markets, headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business App, and at Bloomberg Quick Take. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. European stocks rallying with U.S. stock index futures after upbeat earnings added to the bull case for the economy and markets, dispelling growth fears for now. Contracts on the tech-heavy Nasdaq jumping more than 2%, pacing by gains in meta platforms. This after Facebook's main social network added more users than projected. And we check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. Shares of meta platforms, they're rising in early trading, up almost 17%. S&P futures are higher, up 67 points. Dow futures are up 331, and NASDAQ futures are up 284. That's up 2.2%. And the 10-year Treasury up 532 seconds, 2.81%. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael. Karen, thank you very much. Russian President Vladimir Putin warned that any countries attempting to interfere in Ukraine would face a, quote, lightning-fast response from Russia. It comes as NATO is saying it will welcome Finland and Sweden with open arms should they decide to join. Later today, President Joe Biden plans to deliver remarks on support for Ukraine. Round one of the NFL draft begins tonight. The Jaguars have the overall number one pick. The Jets are fourth. The Giants elect fifth. In the NBA playoffs, the Warriors advance to the next round after beating the Nuggets in Game 5, 102-98. In baseball, the Yankees beat the Orioles 5-2. The Mets and Nationals lost. The Red Sox won. The A's shut out the Giants one zip. In the NHL, the Rangers lost. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg, Nathan. Michael, thanks. We're coming up to 549 on Wall Street, live from the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studios. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. Let's get more now on these earnings from Meta Platforms and a return to user growth for Facebook. The shares, as Karen mentioned, are surging this morning, and we're joined now by Angelo Zeno, Senior Industry Analyst at CFRA. 
Angelo, good morning. You're up 17% in the pre-market, but uh, Meta's still well off its high for the year. You changing your price target after these earnings? Well, we, we did uh, change our target price. We actually lowered it to $240. It was just more tempering some of the um, the higher expectations we kind of had several months ago. Um, you know, kind of compressing the multiples a bit down to about 17 times our 2023 estimate. So um, at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, tempering the expectations here, um, I think you've overall in the, in the broader markets, you've kind of just seen a, a, a downwardly revised, um, you know, shift in, in multiples. And um, that's where we sit right now. So what's driving this uh, downshift in expectations for you? Yeah, listen, I, I think as far as the, the mobile ad space or the, the broader ad space um, goes, this is just an environment that, that's just extremely challenging to deal with, probably the worst we've seen in years. And overall, I mean, we, we just came out of two great years for the ad space, and we're now ha- having to kind of deal with mounting headwinds related to Russia, Ukraine, uh, which is leading to Europe's softness, unfavorable uh, currency because of, um, you know, the, some of the moves by the Fed here a more competitive landscape and overall lower engagement levels when you kind of look at some of the pandemic numbers a year ago. So overall, kind of that mix um, is leading towards kind of our lower expectations, not only for Alpha, uh, for Meta, but for the, the broader uh, media space. Do you think uh, Meta Platforms is going to have to do more with the Meta side of Meta Platforms? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, that's going to be kind of a, a three, five, potentially 10-year type of endeavor. But, you know, we, when we think about Meta uh, in general, they do have a number of kind of growth opportunities tied to them, including Reels, which is kind of more of those shorter form videos out there. That's That seems like it's really gaining some nice traction in a quick way. Um, it's kind of their answer towards TikTok. You've kind of um, got their they're looking at more of an AI-driven ad platform uh, to combat some of the issues we've seen with the iOS changes from Apple. And then, of course, to your point, the metaverse, uh, Reality Labs did grow 30% year over year. Uh, so overall, they're seeing some good traction on that side of things, but off a very low base. Again, this is going to be a multi-year uh, project on, the, on there and trying to retool their platform to better serve a younger audience out there. You mentioned that 240 price target for Meta Platforms. Right now, the shares are trading at uh, 204.50 in the pre-market, so not too far from that benchmark. You mentioned Apple, Angelo. They're going to be reporting after the bell today, continuing with the big tech earnings this week. What are your expectations? What are you looking for going into uh, Apple's reporting? Yeah, so as far as Apple is concerned, we're looking for about 5% year-over-year growth on the revenue side of things, very similar type numbers uh, for the June quarter. I think it's an extremely important um, number to be looking at here in terms of um, what they're going to, to say as far as not only on the smartphone side of things, which is seeing some sharp, which saw some sharp declines in the first quarter, specifically out of China um, due to some of the issues going on there. But but what they have to say as, as far as supply constraints have to go how they're handling it, especially as they kind of guide for that June quarter. 
And then um, for us, it's all about capital. It's, it's all about the services number. We're looking for 17% growth on the services side of things. That's what's going to keep the multiple going in terms of Apple. If there is a big hiccup on the services side of things, I think you start seeing problems in terms of the Apple story, but we're not looking for that at all. Um, and then, of course, Apple uh, capital allocation is the other side of story for Apple in the March quarter, and we're looking for a $100 billion buyback and a 7% dividend years yield. Yeah, uh, I would – I was going to ask, Angela, with about 30 seconds left here, if the China slowdown continues, does that put more emphasis on services for Apple in the quarters uh, upcoming? Yeah, it, it absolutely does. But, again, this is this really is the growth story for Apple. The company trades at a mid, uh, mid-20 type multiple because of that services story. So as long as they can continue in a mid-teens type of growth number, I think we should be fine um, or long-term investors should be fine out there. All right, Angelo Zeno, Senior Industry Analyst at CFRA. Great to get your thoughts this morning. Thanks for being with us. Karen. All right, Nathan, thank you. It is 5.53 on Wall Street. It is time now for the Bloomberg Law Report, brought to you by American Arbitration Association. Business disputes are inevitable. Resolve faster with the American Arbitration Association, the global leader in alternative dispute resolution for over 90 years. More at ADR.org. Now one of the stories we're following this morning, this week, the Supreme Court questioned President Joe Biden's effort to rescind the Trump Remain in Mexico policy, which has forced tens of thousands of asylum seekers to stay south of the border while their asylum applications are processed. Texas and Missouri contend the program is legally required under a 1996 immigration law because the number of asylum seekers far outstrips the detention capacity. During oral arguments, the court's conservative justices generally signaled support for a lower court order that forced the administration to restart the program. For more, Bloomberg's June Grasso speaks to Leon Fresco, a partner at Holland and Knight. This is a Trump-era policy administrations change and policies change, why can't the Biden administration institute its own policy? Well, because there's two separate arguments that are being made by the state of Texas, and we'll find out if they're correct or not. The first is that the statute itself actually requires the Biden administration to use this Remain in Mexico policy in a situation where there's not enough detention space to actually hold every single person coming across the border while their case is decided. That's the argument that the state of Texas is making. That's their first argument. And so if the Biden administration is actually violating a statute, then that's a very simple argument for a state of Texas to make and to prevail on. And then their second argument is, well, even if they didn't violate the statute and they have discretion for how to interpret the statute, their ending of the migration protocols in this situation is arbitrary and capricious because they're not providing sufficiently good enough reasons for ending the Migration Protection Protocol, or what's known as Remain in Mexico. Can you read anything into the fact that the Supreme Court rejected the Biden administration's request to block the lower court's decision? You would think ordinarily that that would be the end-all, be-all, that it's very clear you're going to end up back with the same 6-3 decision to block the Biden administration from lifting the Migration Protection Protocols, but... What you could sense in the argument was these justices personally grappling with a lot of the arguments in a way that made it clear that perhaps they hadn't really been as informed as to the details of both the statutes and the policies placed on the border, such that there's certainly reason to believe that the decision could change. They didn't seem 
to be fully aware of everything going on at this argument. And so from that, I could see the position changing, but of course I think if you were a person who was trying to stay on the safe side, you would say, well, of course it's going to stay at the same 6-3 to three as it was before. I think that would be logical and the conventional wisdom, but I just think that there was enough new information and insight from this hearing that I can see at least one vote changing. The question is whether there will be two. That's an interesting question. And that's Leon Fresco, our partner at Holland and Knight, speaking with Bloomberg's June Grasso. Catch more of that interview plus analysis of the latest legal news by subscribing to the Bloomberg Law Podcast or downloading the show at Bloomberg.com slash podcast. Attorneys can find exceptional legal research and business development tools at BloombergLaw.com and on the Bloomberg Terminal at BLaw Go. And again, futures are jumping this morning. S&P futures up 63 points. Dow futures up 304 NASDAQ futures up more than 2%, up 267 points. Ten-year Treasury up 630 seconds, yield 2.80%. And still ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak, a check on the business headlines and all the news you need to start your day. This is Bloomberg. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.